What's up, world? This is the Me and Mrs. Jones podcast. This is our first episode, so bear with us. Basically, um, I'm Mr. I'm Mr. Jones, and this is my beautiful wife, Mrs. Jones. Speak to the people. Hi, I'm Mrs. Jones, and uh, this is our podcast. We are both music lovers, would you say? Like, we connected on hip-hop. Well, yeah, I would say that our relationship was based off of hip-hop. I mean, that that was an early interest of ours, especially with Jay-Z. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was a huge Jay-Z fan, and I found out that you were a huge Jay-Z fan, and, you know, in- instantly we connected, and we, through that, you know, we built a beautiful marriage right. and relationship with two beautiful kids based off of hip-hop. So I guess you could say that. We're like brown sugar. The real like the, the real life brown real sugar. Life. Without the script. <laughs> so um, that's basically like we're, I would say you're like a hip-hop uh, purist. purist. Yeah, I would say so too. I mean, I don't like that bullshit that's on the radio. I like pure hip-hop. I like real hip-hop. That's that's what I grew up on. Yeah, but I think like you're more like underground, like pure hip hop type. Yeah, of thing. I mean, I like the ratchet shit too, but I mean, everybody got their guilty pleasures. But yeah, underground for the most part. Yeah. No, I like when we first met. Like, you remember when I was like uh, the little? Uh, it was the little brother song, but I thought it was Little Wayne because of the dedication oh, yeah. three mixtape. It's like oh, that's little brother. Yeah. So uh, I think you're like, we're more like, I think that you turned me on to real underground hip hop, like the real conscious stuff. I think that I I gravitated towards that when I met you. Well, well, I take credit for that. But I mean, I think you already had an ear for it. Like you was already up on stuff that as a female, you know, as a girl, I was surprised that you was up on a lot of the stuff that you was up on. And that was like something that attracted me to you, too, you know. Well, I spit that hot Jay-Z line in that text. Or was it Messenger? Yeah. And they, you lied and said that you went to the um, Fade the Black concert, though. I didn't yeah. lie. Did I went there in spirit. Don't in spirit. Try, look, this is not that type of podcast. This is okay. music. Okay. Now talk about the relationship. Uh, I thought that's what, to, I thought it was a blend of all of that. Yeah, but our hip hop relationship. You're trying to sleep it on the couch. Oh, okay. No, okay, no more questions. Nah, nah, whatever. Uh, so when is the first time you feel like you fell in love with hip hop? The first time. Like when did you first fall in love with hip hop? Probably um, being a kid riding around in, in my brother's car, you listen to a whole bunch of different stuff like EPMD, Rock Him. And I just remember like hearing like all of those early Tribe Called Quest albums. And that that's like I that style of music just, you know, grabbed you know, it, it grabbed me, you know, into the culture. And that that was like, you know, my introduction to it and then just riding around in my brother's car and then listening to stuff off of that. That's how I got into hip hop. What about you? Like, like I think, like, like there's a joke. It's like, yeah, but I mean, I was still there because I still remember like songs that came out in the nineties. 
Like, I remember, cause my, I guess because me and my mom are only 20 years apart, so I kind of was like, when she was listening to hip-hop, I was listening to hip-hop too. So I was kind of in that pure 90s golden era uh, hip-hop stage. But also, like, the joke that I always tell you is that I didn't watch cartoons. I watched music videos. Right. So I always loved hip-hop, uh, especially, I like, I always listened to it and even, not even the mainstream stuff, because the deep stuff, too, because of my mom being young and whatever boyfriend she had, she had, um, you know, when they would come over and they would play the, the Scarface and the ghetto boys, like I would, I would listen to it. So it wasn't just like the mainstream sermons, the light MC Hammer. Like I was, I was uh, introduced to the underground hip hop as well. But see, that's like that's what interested me in you in the beginning. Like, like I said, you was up on Fabulous and like. All of that early fabulous stuff, and like I never met a female that was really up on fabulous like that. So that was like really dope to me that you was like into all of that type of stuff, and then the Jay Z stuff, and that you knew about Little Brother. Like you was like well versed in hip hop, even though you know what I'm saying you probably didn't know the whole catalog, but you knew the people. So and most deaf and all of that. So that well, was dope. I. I went, I used to go like when mixtapes was popping and, you know, internet and MySpace era, I would go and, and look like every week. I remember I would go and find the DJ that I like from New York and download their mixtape or whatever and listen to it because back in those days, like all we had was the radio. And, you know, in Detroit, the radio is <laughs> not no. hip, real hip hop friendly. So I, you have to dig in the crates for that real hip hop that you wanted to listen to. Right. So um, that's our story. We've been together for 10 years and we connected through hip hop. And so we thought because we're fans of the culture and we thought it would be great to get like perspective of a female and a man who are hip hop roots, who are married, who have like, I think some, some things that we have two different views. Like just because we married, I don't agree with everything he says. He doesn't agree with everything. Like we are totally different points of the spectrum. And I just think that, um, this is just a great to show, uh, honor to the culture and that female and males are here, African-Americans uh, are here and we making our impact on the culture. All right. So let me ask you something as a female that that likes real hip hop. What do you think about Remy Ma and, and the Nicki Minaj beef, like with the whole Sheeta thing? Like, what do you think about that whole beef? Like, uh, um. I don't want to sound biased, but I mean, I was more of a Remy Ma fan than Nicki Minaj. Like, I thought Nicki was like a character. Don't get me wrong, Nicki can spit when she wants to spit. Um, but I was more a fan of Remy Ma. And I mean, she, there's no there's no debate. She killed her on Sheether. Like, yeah. it was it was dead. You know, um, but I remember and I told you, I said, I don't want her to to beat a dead horse. I don't want her to come back. I remember I was like, I was scared for her to come back. I mean, scared. not not 
Nicki Minaj, but I'm talking about Remy Ma. Right. Like, I knew Nicki was done. Like, Nicki's been done for with me since when Iggy Azalea. I know, like, we real hip-hop right now, but Iggy, Iggy was popping at the... Up, but I'm yeah. not talking about I- Iggy is real hip-hop, but I'm saying Iggy was popping at the... Uh, at some point, and I'm talking about like mainstream. Right. Let's cut off from the real hip hop. I'm talking about mainstream. She was popping. And Nikki was like shading her mad hard. Like, why can't it be other hip hop uh, female artists? Like, why only got to be one at a time? Like, I don't agree with that. So I was like done for her. I was done with her then because I, did, I just didn't respect her politics. Well, I said that, that I think that Meek Mills. He fucked up the art of war for her, like, like she, how she um, waited to come back and all of that, like. Yeah, I she, think and then like, when she came back, she came back with that with that song with Drake, featuring Drake and Lil Wayne, like it was came a back club with, song, like, three songs, right? And it was whack though, like if you gonna come, if you gonna wait to come back, like at least make an impact with it. So I, I mean, I felt like she she felt like she was too good to respond. You know what I'm saying? And I think that this is really, it's, it's going to hurt her image a little bit, like, especially in the streets. Yeah, when they're like, really hip-hop. I mean, she's good with the she, pop fans. They don't even know who Remy Ma is. Right. You know, not, to, not to be shady, but they don't, and they don't need to because, you know, she's still going to do her thing. Nikki, she's a pop star, and I've been saying that since her second album um, with the little uh, star spaceships. Was that right, the, the first album had some 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 bangers on it though, like it was dope. Yeah. And then she, you know, started to go more commercial. Starships, what's the song? Is it spaceship? The Starships, the Starship. And it was like some controversy with that song, like she get, she stole it from somebody or something. I heard. Or oh, something. I don't know. I, I just remember know. when Rosenberg had, uh, was talking about he he had an opinion about it or something. And then Nicki got mad at him. No. Because like like don't be petty like you're an artist and I know like artists are sensitive about this stuff but people you're supposed to be critiqued because you can either take the criticism but that's that's what you get paid to do is is to be an artist and that comes along with the job so I mean uh, to finish my point I think that Remy Ma bothered bodied I'm sorry Remy Ma bodied Nicki Minaj on a sheet the track like let's let's there's no uh. There's no questioning that. And I don't even like these these rumors about like Papoose like write her rhymes. Like I don't I don't feel that Papoose wrote her rhymes. Like no. that's Remy Ma. That's like, her background. Do y'all did y'all not hear Annie up with Remy Ma? Like that's who she is. I mean, Remy Ma got a battling background. So that's I mean, nobody was writing her rhymes when she was battling back in the day. So Papoose I mean, don't need to write nothing for her. And I like I like Nikki like you know like like her little uh, I like her to be a hip, to be a hip hop MC to be a female hip hop MC like she brought something different to the game with her different personalities but mm-hmm. I just think that um, right now like have a seat redevelop like go in the trenches take the Hollywood bullshit off and just get back to being Nikki. The person who was on those was it the Smack DVDs? Or what? Yeah, well, all she can do right now is make good music. Like that's the only way she gonna. Well, get back. and like, after she debuted, uh, no front. I just want to know, like, why did Drake and Lil Wayne feel the need to get on that? Like it ain't had nothing to do with them. 
Like the Nikki was like, "Hey, can y'all have my back?" Or I'm, I just want to know. I don't get that either. But I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe they didn't know what they was getting themselves into. I mean, I don't get it either. But I mean, it's it's a situation where it just made it just made her look weak in in the end. Like going to get your big brothers to fight your your battles or something. I just want to like know, like, why did they feel the need to just jump in? Because, I mean, it would be World War III I mean, if Fat Joe was like, on the track. I mean, it's not even like they've been together. Like, that was their first time together on a song, like, like since Truffle Butter. Like, it's been a minute. Like, they, they had a strained relationship, so... For them to even really come back and just get into that like that, like well, I don't maybe get it. she had to say, maybe she like told Drake, like, let's get back at Meek, or uh, I don't Meek. know. Okay, Meek. but uh, speaking of Drake, like let's let's dive into this More Than Life, more uh, life album, album. More, yeah, life. more Life album playlist. Like, okay, tell me how you feeling about this. Like, okay, let's just give a background story. You are, I mean, as far as I know, like. As far as I know, you were the first person on Drake. As far as I know. And I'm talking about comeback season. I'm talking about 08. Like, yeah, I was pregnant I mean, with my first child, and you was, like, bumping on Drake. Bro, I mean, I'm, I remember, like, literally being genuinely happy for this dude when um, when Best I Ever Had came on the radio. Like Yeah, we were genuinely excited. And before he even, like, signed with Wayne and all that, I, I, I remember listening to, to that um, Room for Improvement mixtape and I was like his versatility I was like this dude gonna be a star like it's crazy like I saw it early you saw you saw a lot of them early yeah I saw it like I saw it early like I knew he was gonna be a star so it was like to see where he at now like that's crazy and it's usually like that like I usually be on dudes before you know they hit the mainstream and all of that like so since you are the the number one day one fan of Drake in my world. I'm not saying you. I'm trying to talk. I said in my world. So in my world, what do you feel? I'm not waving the Drake flag. No, you're not waving it now. But you was waving it in 2008. You know, J Cole, my dude. That's the dude. Okay, we talk about Drake. Okay. So, what do you? How do you feel about this more life playlist album? Like, what's your take? It's only like five songs on it that I really like out of what 22. Like twenty one, twenty two. I mean, to me, it it like does, it's, it's not cohesive at all. Like it just, it's all over the place. Like it don't even seem like an album. Like you said, it seems like a playlist. Like well, it is a playlist. A They're vibe. calling it a playlist. Play I, mean, I don't really know album. what to make of it. Like it is definitely not better than the last album. Like I feel, like I feel. Feel that views was a better album than this, but I feel like this is just a collection of views. Like he t- he did like five reggae, five house reggae songs. He did like his singing five songs, but you know, like I think that this is a playlist for every kind of Drake fan. Like I think right. he tried to appeal to every fan, and he just put it out there. And I mean, the guy like it's it's another platinum album. It's another well, one man. number to put on the boards. I go on there and take my five songs away from it, and then and then I'm done with it. Like I can't listen to the whole album. Like you can't listen. I, I mean, like I know, like the songs are gonna can't grow have on everything. Me. Can't have everything. Like lost. I mean, lose you, Portland. What that? That's three. I don't like Portland, and I'm gonna tell you why you I don't do like, like Portland. Port- no, I don't. The song with Travis Scott and, I don't and like Quavo. That. Why? 
I'm saying I like I like it just sounds like something. It sounds like Drake is on Amigos song. Okay, I get that, but it's still. It, it's, but no, I don't. I don't like it. I don't. I don't. It's not. It's not the best. Like I like Glow with Kanye West and Drake. Okay, that's one too that I missed. I left out. I like Drake. I like uh, Lose You, and I like Free Smoke. Free Smoke is okay. I like like I like those songs, but I like we were having a discussion earlier. Like I like the songs where Drake bears his soul, and even I, before, right. like I feel like his last uh, his last greatest album was uh, if you're reading this, it's too late. And even I though, agree. but with the controversy that was around it, like you cannot. Like you said, you cannot tell me that Drake did not write those barrier no, songs. I mean, songs. three, three or four reference tracks are it's, it's not enough for to convince me that that is somebody else writing this dude's music. Like, come on, and I mean, even even with reference tracks, like you, Quentin Mil- Miller wouldn't have been able to make those songs sound as good as Drake Clearly, did. Right, Quentin like, Miller. If he if the he reference could, tracks he sound be nothing. Right it sounds nothing like what Drake did to the record. So I don't get why. I mean, all of a sudden, everybody's saying like he needs ghostwriters just because of. A few I think Drake tracks. is a machine. He will not stop. We could tell. I, like I told you earlier, we like Drake is one of them people where you be like at your job and they. Like if they be like, uh, you know, I can help you with anything, and they be like, no, no, I can do it myself. Right. Like job security. Like I think Drake feels like because he is at the top, he's how this artist, like period, all genres. I feel that he feels he cannot take a break because he feels somebody's going to come knocking for that number one spot. And well, that's how you got to be. Like what, that's how yeah, J- that's but, how Jigga was. But I feel he like he lives in this freaking castle. Like just how he was sitting with his legs swinging in the views tower on the uh, album cover. Yeah, like I feel I mean, like I, that's how he feel. He just like so like I got to I mean, do this. I got to do this. Metaphorically, that's sitting on top of the world. Well, you know, sitting on top of his city pretty much. But I mean, that's how he feel. Like he on top. But I mean, that's the truth. And with that whole situation, like with him and Meek, like that's a perfect example. And I mean, like you said, it was his mother was on the album talking about, you know, like this Drake, negative like, energy. Yeah, lose that negative energy. Right. But he has a right to be paranoid, in my opinion. Like when you have somebody trying to take your livelihood away from you like that, like the way Meek Mills, you know, handled the whole situation with the reference tracks and all of that. Like clearly he didn't have to do that, but like what 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 was he really trying to gain from doing that? Maybe he was trying to gain some attention to people listening to his album. But and that was a good Meek Mill album that people probably don't. That's even what I'm look. saying. That album is 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 under swept under the rug. Like it didn't even get appreciated. We're the way talking it about Meek Mill's album. Got swept Meek Mill. Under the rug. Yes, dreams. What dreams worth more than money? Yeah, dreams worth more than money. Cause I stopped listening to it, and I didn't do it like purposely. I did it subconsciously. I stopped listening to that uh, Meek Mill album after the controversy, cause I was just like, "Yo, you whack! Like, why you not responding with mm-hmm. tracks?" But that's but that was then, and this is now. Um, like we said, we talked about Drake. Um, I just want, I just want a album where Drake just goes in like it's comeback season. Like is, uh, what's the one where it was? Uh, uh, I didn't like thank me later, but the one after that. Um, Take care. 
Take Care came after. Take Care was his second album, right? I'm not talking about. I'm talking about the third one where uh, he's in a cloud. I'm talking about. Uh, Okay, we can't think of it, but that the one where he's in the clouds, and um, if you're reading this, it's too late. Those were, I think, the last great Drake albums. And let's like, let's get into Rick. Nothing Ross. was the same. Nothing was, that was the same. Okay, mm-hmm. that was the album we were talking about. That I feel like nothing was the same. If you're reading this, too late. But uh, let's get back to uh, new hip hop albums that recently. Came out, uh, Rick Ross. Nah, Rick Ross's album is hard from front to What's back. What's the name of the album? Rather You Than Me. Rather You Than Me. Rather You Than Me. I feel that, uh, and give me your views. What do you feel about Rick Ross's new album? I feel it's amazing. Like, I feel that you, Rick, Rick Ross can't miss. Like, he drops nothing but consistently great music and albums. Like, he kind of like in that jigger lane now to me where... You know when he drop, you know it's going to be dope. Like, you don't even have to question it. Like, I feel like he set the tone with, to me, um, I think that he's following the same, uh, did you say this, the blueprint, from the blueprint? Like, I feel like he's he has that Jay-Z blueprint. I think that all his albums are a continuation of the blueprint, uh, the first one. Right, and this dude's production is crazy. Like he picks the best beats out of everybody. Like nobody puts beats beats to be- together. But I think he's following a format, and I right. think that like those songs are like signature Rick Ross songs that right. he puts out. So I think that um, I think a lot of people like don't even appreciate Rick Ross. Like no. I don't think he get men- mentions enough in the conversation of great artists. Great hip hop artist right now, Not because all. I think because he's so consistently every album is so good that people just ignore it. They like, oh, it's another classic Rick Ross album. It's another classic Rick Ross album, and I don't think people really like really devote uh, like indulge in the fact that Rick Ross is continuously putting out good hip hop albums. Anytime somebody can be labeled a a, a CO, a any any type of affiliation with the police, and still be on top of the game. That lets you know how good his music has been. Yeah, and and I like his like his new whole uh, uh, like views on his new wave is like buy back the block. Like right. I was really like feeling that because I think that because of the music that they play mainstream and uh, the music they play on all stations. And, and uh, you know this is. A, different topic for a different day but I just feel that he's the one dropping jewels like even right. I remember when I watched some uh, a documentary on a title or whatever and it was Beehive it was talking about how he was like Jigga like why don't you be rapping conscious like you a conscious rapper and Jigga said you gotta feed it to him in the medicine you gotta put it in the medicine mm-hmm. and I think that that's what Rick Ross does he puts the the jewels in the medicine. He says, like, I'm about to buy my mama a BP. Like, he said, truthfully, I want to rhyme like common sense, but I made five mil. I ain't been rapping like common sense. Like, that's, you conscious rap only gets you so far. And Jay Z understood that. So he and, puts it in the medicine. Right. And Rick Ross follows that same type of blueprint. By putting it in the medicine. I right. think that is so good because nobody is like really like in his. 
Lane, Rick Ross Lane, really doing that to strive the culture forward, saying, no, nah, like, let's do this. Like, let's be on this. Because rap is so dumb now. I mean, it's like dumb. I know we're talking about Rick Ross, but it's like so dumb. Like, I just, like, maybe I'm just like an old person now. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not even 30, I'm 29, but I just feel like, like. Pause that. You didn't have to put your age out there. But yeah. Okay, but okay. I'm just saying, like, uh, come on now. If anybody listening to it, they're going to be around our age. So listen to me. If in the kids listening to it, listen to me. I'm telling you that you guys, like, you got to, st- but I'm not even going to get on that. But y'all got to step out of y'all lane and kind of listen to some other stuff so you can be fully cultured. You can't be from the culture if you but don't you listen to the But you can't get mad stuff. at them, though. Like, little Yachty said that about Biggie, but he also said that he has never heard any of Biggie's music. So, you okay. can't really expect. Can you tell me this? Can you go into the NBA and not know who Michael Jordan is? Can you not no. know who Rip? I'm not saying that it's right and it's accepted, but I'm just saying like that generation. He but might not have had, He might not have been blessed with a with an older brother like I was to introduce him to good music. Like he probably just heard what was on the radio, which probably was Biggie what? is still on the radio. Okay. I still hear Biggie. No, uh, more money, more problems. Like, you know who Biggie is. Okay. That was just a scapegoat. He didn't want to hear it. He, I don't know what he listened to. I like Lil Yachty, Lil. No, I, I, do. Uh, I hate one that song. Nigga. I know what you song? hate it. The, um, one no, night. we ain't talking about One Lil, night. Lil we ain't going to talk about it, but I'm saying I like that one song, but I can only listen to one song. I cannot listen to a collection of songs of because course not. it irritates the hell out of me. And I don't want to sound like no bitter old hip-hop head, but I'm just saying, like, to be of the culture, but this is a different topic for a different day. Right. To be of the culture, I'm just going to say this last point, to be of the culture, you must know all forms of hip-hop if you want to be of the culture. So to wrap, to wrap this um, this up, though, what, like, Chris Rock is on this album. What you think about the, uh, the little, the little um, cameos that he made? Chris Rock, oh, Chris Rock is always gonna be funny. <laughs> Even I, he was funny. Was the most funny is I don't think he has funny on this album like he was on the Kanye Twisted Dark Fantasy. Nah. But uh, Chris Rock, Chris Rock is funny. Like you don't know nothing about no wing stop, nigga. <laughs> he said you don't know nothing about no wing stop. No. Like I'm just saying, like he was the something that he said just reminded me of my mom. He's like. uh what do you say? Boss up. What do you say? Boss up. What do you say? Um, level up. Get on my level. Uh, we messing it all up. Okay. Yeah, okay. We didn't, um, we didn't come prepared this first podcast, people. Please forgive us. No, we'll, but... I, I think we spitting alternative facts a little bit here. But oh, yeah. Our, no alternative facts. So, we're we not together. even going to speak on it. But he said... Um, I like when he said, I told Meek I wouldn't trust Nikki. Like, what do you think about that? I mean, that whole time that that situation was going on, I, I was wondering what Rick Ross was saying to him. So to know that he was, you know, spitting that OG knowledge that he needed to hear, like, that's that that just, like, I always respect Rick Ross, you know, for what he do for his artists and the people that signed to his label. Like, even from, even Stally. You know, he pushed them to some Shout degree. Shout out to Stally. Where right, you at, right. Stally? Yeah, we need some new music, Stally. But yeah, um, even even an artist like Stally, like, you know, he put him on a platform to win. And that's what I always respect about Rick Ross. And that's what I, 
I mean, even more so than Jay Z, because well, Jay Z was kind of like the artist that was still competitive. So he, when he took Rick over, Rick Ross kind of like step out the lane. Yeah, Rick Ross don't do that. Like he still give his people shine, and that's you know, to me that him telling you know Meek Mills that like, that's what everybody wanted to tell him. Like, I feel like every Rick Ross, the, the apple of my. Apple of my eye song. I just feel like it's nostalgia because it reminds me of Ashton Martin music. Like, do you remember when we rolled to Ashton Martin music to like Sweetwater? Yeah. Do you remember that? Like, I just yeah, feel night. like um, it just, this is a good ride music. Like, the wind, like your hair is born in the wind, you know, for me, not you. Right, it was spontaneous. But I just feel like, like all his albums you can ride out to. And I just think that's what makes a good album when you ride out to it. I mean, I, I think, I pretty much think that. That Rick Ross has been out for the duration of our relationship, and we have moments pretty much to every one of his albums. Yeah, and um, I like that, and I like Triple Platinum. Triple Platinum song with the Rick Ross. Yeah, I like that. She on my dick. I love that. With Gucci Why Mane. you like that? Why I like that? Yeah, I don't know why you like that. Because she on my dick. You speaking on turn of fact. You feel yourself dick. a little bit too much. <laughs> On this podcast. He was feeling himself when he recorded it. So why so you I, like that? I'm saying I relate to it. That's all. You relate you be feeling every, yourself. Every real nigga relate to that. Every real nigga relate to feeling yeah, but that. I guess y'all do. Yeah. I guess somebody gotta boost y'all confidence. No, it's it no, real niggas relate. But that it's also the powers that be song with Nas featuring Nas, that song is crazy. It, it amazes me how Rick Ross always gets a Nas feature and Nas said his album was done and we still have not heard it. So I'm just Nas, saying where's though. the album? Because the album was done <laughs> in July when Khaled uh, released his album. Yeah, you can't have a song named Album Done and we still ain't got an album. Nas, we won't get that album to probably next year. I mean, that whole album, like Santorini Grease, though, that song is crazy. That song, like, that's the one song that I, I keep repeating on this album. I think like, Rick that, Ross continues to put out good music. That, that beat is just that. that Drake puts production. out good music, but he caters to a whole large fan base bigger than Rick Ross. So um, that's that was our reviews on the two hip-hop. Okay, let's talk about this Kendrick Lamar for uh, Heart Part 4 song. Was he going at Drake or was he just going at everybody? Can I just say that I, I like the when you played that Kendrick Lamar song for me, like I was just like vibing nonstop. Like he can have a totally different two minute song and then get on something else. Like I right. just want to admire this man's like talent because I think he just has raw talent. Like I don't think that they created him in the lab. I just think that that is him and that is who he is and that is to his core. I mean, it's, it's always it's a, a battle. It's always a battle between him and J Cole for me. I mean, I, J. Cole was was who I, I you know, discovered first. I wasn't really early on Kendrick, but I was early on J. Cole. So I have a bias when it comes to J. Cole. But Okay, like, well, t- tell me about this heart, part four. Like, how do you feel about this? I mean... He said he coming April 7th. I feel it is a, it is a shot to Drake. I, I mean, I, I feel like they got some tension. There's some tension going on. There's been rumors... It's been little shots that they say they've been throwing back and forth. I believe it was a, a, a diss to Drake. And I, I believe that it's needed. 
This like, need, we need this for the culture. And Drake, we need this to is what, when he When he dropped Control, this is what he was trying to get bait somebody big to, to battle with him. To You know what I'm saying? Somebody on that level. Nobody really responded. I don't think that Drake is, is going to really respond to it. I, I don't think... If he's smart, I don't think he's going to respond to it. It's, mm, Drake yeah. is too paranoid to respond. We just said he's sitting on top of his ivory tower. Too paranoid to respond. He is. He's very paranoid. And I just want Well, he took the time to, to respond him. to Joe Button of all people. So He it, gave it, him one line. That's because he can, he can, pump, he pump can bait up. Joe Button. He, nobody, pump, no, pump, pump it up. <laughs> nobody's going to ruin his career over Joe Button. And, you know, Joe Budden can make all the 10-minute songs about Drake all he wants. Nobody's going to listen. 10 minutes. But you. You're the only person who listens to those 10-minute songs. Joe Budden has bars. I will not, you know, front on Joe Budden. But he's not going to ruin Drake's career. Okay. I like the Joey Badass uh, Freestyle. He's all, He got an album coming out April 7th, too. Oh, yeah. uh, Joey Badass Freestyle that yeah, you played he free, with fa- LA, face. Yeah, the, the L.A. Leakers Freestyle. He freestyled over that mask off, that Future song. I yeah, hate he, Future, by the way. Why? I just, I like, I can't, one and two, but not four and five Future songs. Like, I can't just listen to the Future album. Look, I got Future songs scattered throughout my, my playlist. Like I can't listen to a future album, but he got some hot songs. But him and Young killed. Thug, like Young Thug, they those are like two of my guilty pleasures. Like when it come to the mumble rap, like they you might not understand what they saying, but it's sound like, hot. You got more it than just hot. them two. You like a Savage Twenty One Savage. Yeah, Twenty One Savage. I like Twenty One Savage too. Yeah, he, you like that mumble, and I told you Twenty One Savage listen. don't don't mumble though. He just be saying some fucking raw shit. What do you, like, make a bitch eat a plan B? Yeah, like, he be saying, you know, that shit that niggas really be, you know, wanting to hear. You know what I'm saying? Niggas want to hear about a lady killing her baby because you was too trifling to go get some condoms. No, yeah, not that part. That's, that's the basis of I'm it. I'm just saying the raw, the, like, the fact that he'll just say that shit, like, and don't care about hurting your feelings. Well, he said he don't have no heart. And I don't have no 21 Savage They speak for us Yeah You can 21 mumble And speak correctly Next time Um I feel that Joey Badass Like killed that Face mask uh, Face mask What is it Mask no, off Come on Hold on No alternative facts I thought we was done with that Okay I'm saying like I Joey Badass Killed the, the freestyle On mask the LA off. Leakers Mask off Okay, I don't even know the song because I don't care to know. Okay, well I'm here to I'm here to make sure that you um that we ain't spitting alternative facts. Okay, we not spitting alternative facts. You know how I feel about alternative facts. So I'm just gonna say that I think that Joey Badass killed that freestyle. And Joey Badass album is coming April seventh. April seventh is long as with Kendrick, so it's gonna be a big day in our household for me. I was watching um I was listening to Static Selectors um show off show. Mm-hmm. On, on Shade 45 on Thursday night and he was um, you know premier, pre- premiering some of Joey Badass's music and right. it, was, it was incredible so like, is this an album or is this like no a, it's really an album no it's That's an album good. like he, he had a listening party for it I think uh, after that I think Joey Badass is going to be like mainstream like I think he's going to do like the Chance the Rapper thing with this album you well, he had that, yeah. Because he had that uh, devastated. devastated uh, yeah, dev- that was I'm a hot devastated song. song. Yeah, that song was like the song of the summer or something, wasn't it? 
they played it, it was all really the time. Big, like I, I heard it on the Breakfast Club a million times. So I just think that he's about to he's about to be the the um is he independent? He's not on a major. No, nah, he independent all So that. I think he's gonna do like the chance the rapper thing. Um let's talk about Wale. I did not hear his new mixtape, mm. but I heard the one song. But you know what? After after I climbed I'm disappointed the, in Wale right now. The song that he has with G E Z, um when I first heard it, like we were like, "Oh, this is trash. This is whack." But then I thought about Wale just had a daughter, right. so after you have a kid, you kind of be in like a different. Yeah, mindset. because that I'm not gonna lie, that J Cole album was a little different, like because he is a different perspective. He had he just had a daughter, so it was a little more soft than what you used to hear in J Cole. Yeah, album so be. maybe Wale. Is- so I can understand it. So. Cause I'm like, why is G Easy got a better? Uh, I mean, this nigga singing more now. Like, what's up? What what happened to the rapping? Like, what's the climate with all this? These rappers singing and stuff now. Like, I don't like. They that. following the blueprint. They just trying to make some money. They just trying to feed no. their family. It's no. not good for the culture. I don't have a problem with. Big Sean might harmonize and sing on some songs, but he not about to make no whole song singing. Like, he gonna rap. But that's Big Shine. Big okay. Shine is a real hip hop artist. He's of okay. the culture. He's did his. Wale is a real hip hop artist too. So why the nigga well, sing? Wale is very sensitive. And he is in a different zone right now. He just had a baby, so maybe he's experiencing that. Well, we don't that need nostalgia. all his sensitivities. In okay, the but you, and all but don't that. act like you got two daughters, so you get sensitive too. Okay. Okay, so it might. So imagine having just put yourself in his shoes when you first had your first child, and you just might be creatively in a different zone. Uh, I guess I can understand it, but. I want to hear some some bars. I want to hear some no bars singing. too, Wale. Um, and I do not like that G Easy had a better verse than you. I thought that G Easy was gonna be singing. I thought Wale was gonna be spitting the bars. I want to love you. See when he when he popped with but that song, that, that was the problem. I, I mean, like that was a good song, but he he saw. I guess he saw the impact. But he of that. got. But he but he makes those type of songs. Not all of his songs ones. are sounding like that. Like he's harmonizing the same. Maybe singing. he got pressure on Ross on his back. Ross ain't telling this nigga to sing, I'm sure. Like, he telling him to spit. He might... He did. I remember watching a while later. Lotus Flower Bomb and all of that type of stuff. Right. But that was an organic record. Like, he didn't... But I remember him saying Rick Ross uh, wanted some more Flower Bombs. Don't you remember him saying that? I remember him saying it. Okay. I got this thing. This idea that I've been thinking about. I was watching MTV Hits... And Ladies Night video had popped up. Ladies Night. Um, well, it's not Tonight remix with uh, when Little Kim did with Missy Elliott, the Brad yeah, Left I, Eye. We watched that and together, right? right? So I feel that why can't they redo that? Who? Oh, Young Game. The what? girl we heard today. Let me. Can I please say who I think that should be on the song before you say what? Young Game. Listen, listen. No, I'm not saying they got to do the same format. I'm saying that why can't we come together, all the female MCs, and get on a song? I, I was thinking Young and May, right? Right. Uh, the lady that we, uh, 3, 3D Nati. 3D Nati. Okay. Uh, Remy Ma. Remy what's Ma. the lady, um, Nicki Minaj? Oh, uh, what's the girl in the No Panties group? No Panties. Uh, I can't think of her name. 
What make you think of her? Like that was random. Because I liked her little thing. Is you eating? Is you eating? I like that. No I like that song. Um, I think like Dej Love. Can we put her in the category? And um, did we already say her? But I think that why can't there be a, a song? Because like in that era, like even though everybody was competing and there was beef and everybody wanted to be number one, it was still feel good music. Like right. when you look back at that era, it was like it made you feel good and it made you like all those ladies was dope MCs on right. their own and they just came together and made a hot song. Like why can't why we always why they always put the females at each other? Like why can't it be more than one woman at the top? Like I, I do not like that. And so I feel that they should all like get on a song, come together, kumbaya, and um um and just make the song. Like, why can't they come together? That's that's how I feel. You know, well, you don't have to agree with me. Yeah, this female stuff is is and hip hop is starting to get overwhelming. It's starting to get overwhelming. Yeah, all these emotions. I can't deal with it. It's not emotions. Y'all men put us together. Put us together against each other. And that's uh, every, what makes I mean, it. every man wanna see a good cat fight. No. I mean, that's that's just, not, what is a cat fight? This is about. I'm not no. saying that they don't have to battle. I'm not saying that they don't need to battle. That's good for the culture. I'm saying why can't they all come together and do a song? They should and be put their eagles to the side. I, why can't we have a, a super? What's the thing called? The people on the Marvel. What, what Superwoman? No, not Superwoman. With Avengers, why can't they come together and use all their skills and make a dope song? That's what I feel. Like the culture needs the culture needs another. Well, one of them Remy Ma said that she is she she's not against working with any other female. That's what she said before. I, I'm Nikki sure they not. I'm just saying. I'm throwing it out there because I want to know if anybody's feeling the way that I feel. Maybe I can have a happen. dope idea and bring it out to the forefront and put some shit, some light on it. I think that all the females MCs should get together and do a song together, a collaboration. I just feel that we need that. And stop running to Beyonce. Do one with the females that are in your hip hop genre. So, um. Thank you guys for listening, and that was the Me and Mrs. Jones podcast.